2: Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 9th. It is six minutes after 11. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. Thank you so much for listening today. You can also follow along on YouTube. All you have to do is type in Kendall and Casey, WIBC into the YouTube search bar. Are you having a problem over there this morning?
0: Oh, my headphones, I got stuck in a chair. It's okay? terrible.
2: All right, so Indiana Republicans secured some easy victories in multiple congressional races last night. Uh, Democrats didn't have to wait too long to find out the results. They came pretty quickly. In fact, the Associated Press was calling races in most of the districts by 9 p.m. Unlike other states where we're still currently waiting on results, here in Indiana, they came rather quickly. And uh, let's talk about one of the uh, ones in northern Indiana with uh, the incumbent, Frank Mervan, who narrowly beat his GOP challenger, Jennifer Ruth Green. Now, you said that you thought she might pull that one out.
0: Well, I, I did. And I think the Republicans as a party thought that, too. Yeah, they put huge resources into that Lake County, northwest Indiana district. But it really does underscore the, uh, the fact that, by the way, I'm watching myself on replay on the YouTube chat, just look like a buffoon. There as I'm trying to pick up, (laughs) (laughs) up. Uh, but anyway. um, But ultimately, look, the Republicans in this state and Democrats do it in other states have totally gerrymandered the House and Senate, uh, not the the uh, the state House and the state Senate and the U.S. House districts to the point where it's almost impossible to beat the opposition. So what I mean by that is, in 2000. Twenty, the 5th Congressional District, which is Hamilton County, it was par- part of Marion County, goes up north, was super competitive. Victoria's part's had a super tight race. What the Republicans do? They said, let's make this 5th Congressional District by moving it out of Marion County m- less uh, less competitive, but we'll, we'll make it more Republican, but we'll make Marion County more blue. Well, you saw in the results, Angela Grabowski had no chance against Andre Carson. She was on TV, she was on radio, she was campaigning, she was doing all this stuff. N- nothing. Absolutely made no difference. Same thing in the uh, 1st Congressional District. Because they made the other, the Republicans in this state, when they drew the maps, made the other Congressional Districts more red to protect their incumbent buddies. They made it much harder for poor Jennifer Ruth Green to be able to compete there. And you saw she's about as good as you're going to do whatever it is now, five points behind.
2: Yeah. You mentioned Victoria Spartz, So, she won. She earned about 60% of the votes in the 5th District. She'll be headed to Washington for a second term. And also, let's talk about what happened in uh, Jackie Walorski's old district. Rudy Yakum he emerged as the victor uh, pretty easily, actually.
0: Yeah, but again, it's like you... you have a guy who has no experience whatsoever he just happens to be friends with her and now you're a, you're a congressman mm-hmm. right and it, look ultimately they put him in there and that's what you get and you're going to get more of the same sort of stuff that we've been getting you're going to get more of the government spending and then people will be mad about that and everybody looks everywhere but home and i was i was thinking about that last night everybody looks everywhere but home and you think about where we point the fingers. Oh, my gosh, uh, the guy in New Hampshire, the Democrat, won. Or, oh, my gosh, Gret- Gretchen Whitmer won. Or, oh, my gosh, Fetterman won. How terrible for the, for, the, for the Republic! But in reality, what's the difference between Gretchen Whitmer and Eric Holcomb? I'll wait.
2: Yeah, they both locked their states down pretty
0: hard. What's the difference in terms of the amount of money they'll spend between Todd Young and John Fetterman? I'll wait. There, we we like to, as a society, and trust me, in blue states, they're doing it to red states too. Want to point the finger everywhere but at home, and we had an opportunity yesterday, voters did, to send a message in a variety of ways in Marion County with Ryan Mears to say, look, we're gonna put uh, we're gonna put. Uh, Love of the city above some meaningless letter and demand accountability. Not only did I do that, he boat raced the, he boat raced Cindy Carrasco. Wasn't even close. The message that voters sent yesterday in Marion County was Republicans not needed nor necessary. Mm-hmm. Don't even run. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you saw that across the state where you could not have had a more unqualified person than Diego Morales, and the fun may just be beginning for Diego. And I think there's many people who believe that. But straight ticket voting, again. So, we have got to, we are not going to, I I think I've said this enough that we've got to, we are not going to improve the quality of government we have until we improve the willingness of people to just vote blindly based on letter.
2: Let's see, who else won? Uh, Jim Banks won again. He, uh, he'll be headed back to Washington. And, you know, you mentioned, and this struck me, you mentioned what's the difference between uh, Fetterman and Young. Uh, Fetterman had about twice as much money raised in the campaign as Todd Young did. But neither of them had nearly the amount of money that J.D. Vance in Ohio did. J.D. Vance, they sunk $30 million into that election in Ohio to get that win for him.
0: Well, look, the Trump candidates-
2: it, That's what it's costing.
0: Yeah, the Trump candidates did not do well last night. Oz lost, Dolak lost in uh, in New Hampshire. Uh, Walker's going to a runoff, which basically puts him on par with where Loeffler and uh, Purdue were uh, in, in 2020. Uh, Masters, who knows? He's losing, but he's gaining, so you don't know for sure. Uh, uh, I mean look the, the people who delivered were not the Trump candidates. Society mo- society moved on from Donald Trump a long time ago and there's just a lot of people who haven't realized it yet. 2020 should have been an eye-opening experience on how pe- people don't like Trump. He's an unlikable person. And I say this as somebody who was incredibly supportive of Trump when he ran, not because I thought he'd be a great president, as we've talked about many times, I wanted I believed, and he did, Trump would force the mask off of Washington, D.C. Like, Harry Reid was a glorified mobster, right? He could have been a character on The Sopranos. But these people, because they wear suits and go to meetings and debate in chambers, we act like they're not what they are, which is most of these people are like members of the mob and Trump revealed how many of these awful horrific people were in Washington DC by that standard he was successful but by the standard of being a president Donald Trump was often an undisciplined goof who was his own worst enemy and as a result we have we the people had had, ter- had terrible ramifications from that and i hope last night when you see a well A fresh-faced, energetic, liberty-and-freedom-minded, positive Ron DeSantis was, who his entire system of governance for four years and the speech last night was about how he empowered people. He empowered you. It was uplifting. It was positive. Versus Donald Trump, who's going on true social media tweeting about how he's glad Joe O'Day in Colorado lost because he didn't like Trump. Dude, we are not 12 years old. The Republican Party, Hammer said this when he was in here before we went on air, needs to do the equivalent of tanking. They need to just say, we're cleaning house. Mm-hmm. Ronald McDaniel, got to go. Trump, got to go. DeSantis, you are the general manager. You are the, you know, the executive vice president. You can be the head coach. If you want. You're calling the plays. You're buying the groceries. You're doing all the stuff because you are what the people want.
2: It's kind of like Notre Dame, huh? It's a rebuilding year? <laughs> Is that what needs to happen?
0: The, the Republicans will not succeed as long as Donald Trump Is the face of the party or the nominee of the party or has any sort of sway over the party?
2: Well, not only did Trump choose less capable candidates, he also withheld a lot of the money. I mean, he was sitting on a $125 million war chest that he could have been passing out, but he selected a few candidates of which to share that money with. And like J.D. Vance was one of them. J.D. Vance got a ton of that Trump money, but. Trump didn't pass it out to everybody. And let's uh, I want to play this one last clip from Ron DeSantis where he's talking about victory. Do we have that, Kevin? Can we? Oh, he's saying just a second here. Uh, But again, like you mentioned, his his victory speech was even inspiring from Ron DeSantis last night. Uh, Twenty points. That's a mandate. That is the new face of the Republican Party.
0: And it lifts all tides in the sense of, look at how well Rubio did. And Mm -hmm. that's what the face of a party should be. Look, Trump is a drag. Trump is a general election drag. There may be, and there was, Trump unfortunately got Oz across the finish line in Pennsylvania. How did that work out? It didn't work out well. Not at the end, yeah. Trump got the guy in New Hampshire across the finish line in the primary. How did it work out? Not well compare and contrast that to how DeSantis lifted Rubio, who has had multiple close Senate elections to where whatever it was, 17 points or something like that. Do we have that audio, Kevin?
2: Nope.
0: Okay. All right. Why don't we just take a break then?
2: All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Freedom is here to stay. That is according to Ron DeSantis. Let's take a listen.
1: So today, after four years, the people have delivered their verdict. Freedom is here to stay.
2: There you go. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I like the sounds of that.
1: It is, it, it,
0: people have to decide what they want their Republican Party to be and what they want to represent to people and how they want to To sell this party. And Casey, you have spent years and years and years as a highly acclaimed radio and television broadcaster. Uh, You have been in upper management Mm -hmm. in the radio industry. Mm -hmm. And you know, our lifeblood is the the two things they work together. One is listeners, and the listeners create the advertisers, Mm -hmm. right? We have fabulous, super loyal advertisers on this station who everyone should support because. We have super loyal, amazing listeners, and they work sort of together. Yeah, it's a circle. But you know, even with great listeners and great advertisers, a big part of selling is the person who makes the sale. It's relationships. The salesman or saleswoman Mm -hmm. that you send out, Mm -hmm. you could have the same product to the same person. And sometimes people will buy from someone that they will not buy from someone else mm-hmm. just based on how the product is presented. And when you compare and contrast, DeSantis is so, reminds me so much of early Reagan and the sunny optimism, not even just as it was morning again in America for the second term, mm-hmm. because he'd been president, right? What's mm-hmm. he gonna say? But the sunny optimism in a very dark, Time Ron DeSantis reminds me so much of that. And clearly, when you compare and contrast results last night, people want more of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. People want to be motivated. They want to be lifted up.
0: Kevin, can we have this Herschel Walker clip uh, real quick before we get to uh, the rest of these voicemails? Um, Georgia is looks like it's headed for a runoff. And Herschel Walker may be a little ahead, a little behind. Doesn't matter as long as nobody gets to 50%, which doesn't look like they're going to. And Herschel Walker... Walker. he was having a good old time last night he was soaking it up
1: guys we got a pony at the end of this right here I can tell you this right now because
3: I'm telling you right now I'm like Ricky Bobby I don't come to lose and, uh, and I told you he's gonna be tough
1: to beat he's gonna be tough to beat but let me tell you what he got the wrong Georgia here
3: don't he? <laughs>
2: It's interesting. I mean, you expected that uh, Herschel Walker would not carry Atlanta, the Atlanta counties. But in Athens, where University of Georgia is, he did not perform overly well.
0: Well, look, I, I, and I may seldom be proven correct on how the runoff goes. He did not do as well as I thought. Apparently, there were not as many of these. I felt that there were going to be a lot of quiet Herschel Walker voters based on that that didn't materialize yet. But here's the deal. It's like a game... This is a perfect analogy for Herschel Walker. It's like a football game going to overtime. You may play bad the whole game, mm-hmm. but if you get it together on uh, an overtime and you win and put the ball in the end zone and the other team doesn't, you still win the game by six points, mm-hmm. right? So all Herschel Walker's got to do, if neither one of them get to the 50% threshold, is just put the pedal to the metal, man, mm-hmm. and get it done in the runoff. Yeah, so, game's still on.
2: Just got to stay tenacious with it
0: and, look, and it, keep going. If you win by five in a runoff, that's still winning by five. It's mm-hmm. ultimately.
2: It is Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. And we have a couple voicemails that we wanted to get to 317 684 8444. That's the phone number. If you'd like to contribute, we do appreciate your input.
0: Uh, yes, we got multiple phone calls yesterday. Was it yesterday or? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. We tackled this potential egregious behavior at the Olive Garden. <laughs> it, Regarding the breadsticks. Yes. It's so egregious. They're supposed to give give you uh, unlimited uh, breadsticks. And we were noticing when we went to dinner the other night how they kept bringing the breadsticks, but... He was, they were bringing them in very, very small increments. It wasn't unlimited, huh? And apparently, we got a couple calls about this. One guy said that this is not just happening at the Olive Garden. It's happening in other places.
1: Just calling in to let you know I listened to your show this morning Heard Rob's hot take on uh, the Olive Garden Breadstick incident And he might have something there um, The last couple times We went not to Olive Garden But to uh, another restaurant That does or used to do the breadsticks uh, In uh, bulk was uh, Fazoli's and they no longer do that either In fact it's been kind of hard To get anything more than Just uh, the couple that come with your meal So um, could be related to everything going on with uh, the gas prices, inflation, and supply chain issues, or uh, might not, but I thought you might appreciate that. And hope you all have a great day. Enjoy listening to you. Cheers. Bye.
2: The breadstick incident from now on.
0: Yeah. Um,. We got another call from someone who used to work at the Olive Garden, who may have, and we had a, somebody in the YouTube chat the other day who said something very similar, so it would tell me, this may indeed be what's taking place at the Olive Garden.
2: Hi, I'm just thinking about your comment of the Olive Garden. I used to work there years ago, and they only give out breadsticks, like the, the number of people that are there, and then one extra. And then, uh, like, a salad, same situation. It's kind of based on how many people are at the table. They'll so gladly refill it, but they're only going to refill it to, as you mentioned, two, and then, like, a third one for the the purpose of sharing, I guess. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I just figured I'd fill you in on that. Thank you. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah, I think we've we've got the answer. Uh, it would be wasteful otherwise, possibly. Yeah. So if you've got two people at the table and you want more, they'll bring you three. If there's three people at the table, they'll bring you four breadsticks. But I have to tell you, Olive Garden's great. It's fine. Fazoli's great. Fine. But there is more of a local pizza joint that has the best breadsticks in the whole world, and that is Noble Romans.
0: Oh, yeah. Then there's one near your house.
2: With the cheese sauce. Did you know that?
0: You know there's, there aren't many Noble Romans left, but there's one very close to where you live. Yeah, I know. Oh. Tr- trust well, me. there
2: you go. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey,
0: when we come back, uh, we're going to get some more uh, input, some more analysis on what happened locally. Former Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt's going to join us.
3: All right. That's on the way with Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC.
0: Was an election last time?
2: I heard something about that.
0: Uh, and in the state of Indiana, once again, straight ticket voting. Those... Uh those really engaged, uh, not in any way, shape, or form lazy people carried the carried the worst Republican uh, candidate in statewide history to a resounding victory last night. Let's find out what happened, not just in the Secretary of State's race, but in uh, races across the state. A guy who won his fair share of races in his 30-year career in the Indiana Senate, former State Senator Jim Merritt. Senator,
1: how are you? Good morning, Robert and Casey. Uh, you're I'm joining us. Well.
0: You're joining us today on the DriveHubler.com hotline. And were you surprised, given the major, major, major flaws and misgivings with Diego Morales by many people, that still so many people said, "I'm going to put as little effort into this as possible and straight ticket vote,"
1: which propelled Diego to victory last night. Well, Indiana is a is a red state. And uh, it's just there's no debate about that. And uh, I I wasn't surprised because, first of all, it is red state. But second of all, uh, Diego has been working uh, for 24 months and for two years, crisscrossing the state. He brought in um, an amazing amount of delegates into the state convention that had never been um, really a part of the Republican Party before. Uh, You can see nationally. That the Hispanic um, population is is uh, is undeniably Republican now, and uh, it was a very good night for the Republican Party in the state of Indiana.
0: But isn't isn't there so is I guess I guess I'll ask it like this. Is there just an acceptance of the letter is all that matters? We don't expect anything from the candidate. I mean, let's face it. The dude refused to debate. He refused to do most media interviews. He went on Tony Katz and said there wasn't a debate. There's a serious allegation about voter fraud with this guy. There's all the stuff that he got fired from the office, that he was about to be fired again. I mean, the guy's work record, you wouldn't hire him to run, you know, a local gas station, much less the entire state elections and businesses for the entire state of Indiana. I mean is it is it just it, the resume doesn't matter the letter is it?
1: I think I think uh, uh that voters outside maybe the 15 counties or maybe the 12 counties of central Indiana uh don't pay attention to the Indianapolis Star. They don't uh, pay attention to us. And and uh Uh, The the folks in Jeffersonville or South Bend, uh, Fort Wayne, they don't they're trying to uh, fight inflation and make sure they can afford their gas and their groceries and aren't paying attention to uh, the personalities. And I think I think, uh, Robert, you're right about straight ticket voting. uh, And and uh, that's the same thing in Marion County being a blue county. Uh, the straight ticket voting. And I, I, and I think um, the Republican Party uh, is is a force in the state of Indiana. And uh, it, it, it came through last night.
0: Uh, Jim Merritt is our guest, former Indiana State Senator. Casey?
2: So you mentioned inflation, and that brings me to Todd Young. <laughs> so were you surprised? It was like the results are coming in, the first poll has closed, and within 10 seconds, we're projecting Todd Young will win Indiana. Uh, did that surprise you at all?
1: Well, I, I think I made Rob Snicker at one point in one of our interviews that I predicted he'd probably have sixty-five to sixty-eight percent of the vote, and uh, and, and pre- precisely because Todd and his constituent service and his his offices do such a great job. Number one and number two, uh, no one knew his opponent south of I thirty in Lake mm. County. And so he just didn't. Uh, McDermott just did not make the case. I saw him in a press conference in New Albany, maybe mm-hmm. uh, Indiana, and uh, and and it, it just uh, the opponent uh, was not of. Um, uh, uh, it, it, he just didn't make the case that that somebody could. Uh, beat Todd Young and 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 be a good uh, U.S. senator uh, from the state of Indiana, and and so Todd Young wins in a rout.
0: Uh, Jim Merritt, former Indiana State Senator, our guest, talking about some of these statewide races from last night. But again, Senator, it comes back to okay. So now the people who voted for Todd Young because he is not just the highest spending Republican in the U.S. Senate, he is our, he is one of the highest spending senators. Period, including ahead of Bernie Sanders the past six years. So how do you voters go, boy, this inflation, it's really out of control. Boy, somebody's gotta pay for that. Boy, the government's spending, it's awful. And then overwhelmingly vote to send the guy back who's doing this. Are they just uninformed? Do they think Republican spending doesn't count and only Democrat inflation does? Because I guarantee the same people who voted for Todd Young are going to be complaining about Joe Biden
1: spending. What, 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 help? Well- Help me. Well, well I, 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 <laughs> I, you you have it there, Rob. I think we, I think the Republican Party made Joe Biden the issue, and and the. Um, and and his his inflation act that really wasn't an inflation act, and I think I think the issue on the ballot was uh, Joe Biden has not been a, a good president for the other forty nine states, but for for the state of Indiana last night, and uh, that was the issue of the day. Biden was not on the ballot, but he was on the ballot, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 uh, this this sets up uh, Ron DeSantis who yeah. who uh, had a very good night last night to. Run for president, and uh, I think he'd be very a very popular a um, presidential candidate uh, come 2024.
2: Now we heard a lot about red wave, and it's going to be a tsunami. And at the end of the day, it was more like a trickle. Did that surprise yeah, it
1: you? Was. It, yeah, I, when I saw, and, and and this is no secret, when I saw those three or four congressional districts um, in the in the Commonwealth of Virginia uh, uh, with so so. Abigail Spenberger, the mm-hmm. Democrat in yeah. one of those districts, wins. I knew it was going to be a, a so so night nationally um, throughout the country, and uh, and you know, it. I think the Republican Party probably has to take a breath here, and and see you know, what actually, uh, how we can elect um, a a president in uh, 2024, number one. And two, uh, if we lose the Senate, how we get that back? Because um, we were perfectly set up uh, with what has gone on in Washington for the last two years against our philosophies. It really raises some questions on how we run a national campaign in 2024. Uh, We're going to have to... uh, uh, shine up and and and, and make um, uh, make the machine run uh, faster and better uh, in the next 24 months. Uh,
0: Senator Jim Merritt, our guest, former Indiana I say Senator Jim Merritt, our guest. Before I let you go, Senator, uh, the Marion County race, man, Cindy Carrasco was a pretty good candidate. She was underfunded, but better funded than many Marion County Republican candidates have been. She gets totally boat raced by Ryan Mears. Are you sitting back watching this going, oh, it's finally nice to see somebody else experience this? You got almost no help from the Republicans in in 2019. Should the Marin County Republican Party as a collective just, just pack it up and just call it a day?
1: You know, it, it uh, was really disappointing. Cindy was a terrific candidate. She had the FOP behind her. She had um, all, everybody from Governor Holcomb down, uh, the state committee. She had so much help, uh, and it ends up being a blue night in more ways than not. Yeah. And uh, I was really disappointed. And and, and uh, Marion County is a blue county. And uh, it, it was just a really disappointing, uh, our, our county-wide candidates were uh, diverse and hard-working and um, it, it it really showed that Marion County is really um, a tough out for the Republican Party
0: yeah and and it, in a weird way and we'll let you go on this it's what happened to uh uh, Mirrors is the, he was the same benefactor, just a different set of voters like Morales, right? I mean, it's straight ticket voting. It doesn't matter the performance. It doesn't matter the track record. It's just they went in and for Diego, it was straight red and he won and for Mirrors, it was straight blue and he won.
1: Right. And it, it's it's with McDermott. Nobody knew who McDermott was. Uh, and and uh, nobody knows who Ryan Mears is. And uh, it, it, but um, straight ticket voting uh, uh, zipped it for him uh, last night. And, and Ryan Mears has his uh, really this first term uh, coming after he was um focused in this this spot. And, and 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 really, the losers there are the uh, Marion County citizens that are experiencing so much crime. And, and for the FOP to s- uh, step out and and support a Republican was noteworthy. And I don't know if that will ever happen again. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm really disappointed because there's really no agent for change in Marion County now. And uh, the citizens of Marion County who have uh, experienced violence. Violent crime and experienced theft, and and uh, it, it's just I'm very concerned about um, about my friends in Marion County because right. it's very unsafe to live there now, and uh, it just has a ripple effect. Yeah, and uh, people may not want to move there now. People may not want to. Uh, people may want to move out continually, and we see that in in the collar counties.
0: All right, former NDSA Senator Jim
1: Merritt, thank you, my friend, Robert and Casey.
3: and everything in between.
2: If you're keeping track at home, we have a score update for you. GOP Senator Ron Johnson has won re election to a third term in Wisconsin. So that puts us at Republicans with 49 seats, Democrats with 48 seats, and three undecided. The undecided so far are still Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada.
0: Hey, I have a question. Yeah. Um, One of my crazy stalkers sent me an email, and uh, I was wondering, Kevin, could I just read this email? Kevin, would you just take a moment and cue up the hate mail for me? Because I just... (laughs) I am always amazed. I am flattered that, and we see this in the YouTube chat, that we consume people who loathe and despise us. We obsessively will consume three hours of their day mm-hmm. every day. And I've, n- I've never understood why you would subject yourself to someone you loathe and despise for three hours a day every day.
2: That's fine with me. Hate me all the way to number one.
0: Well, I tend to have that effect on people. And I understand that th- there's a lot of things that go into that. But I would. I would, I think this is always a good insight when we can read hate mail to know, uh, so people understand what we deal with on a daily, on a daily basis. And imagine, imagine a radio show driving you to this sort of rage. Are we ready? Yes.
2: The interesting thing about it is it's something that you can choose to
0: consume. It is. It's not forced no, upon you. I am not a politician. You are not a politician. Kevin we, should be a politician. We can't not raise a or lower taxes. No, no. We, no. we
2: don't affect you, the, the price of gasoline or groceries.
0: But say a prayer for this person because okay. there's something going on that makes them feel this way. Are you Are you ready? Yeah. All right. The email is titled, Ha, ha, ha. ha, ha. <laughs> So much for your red wave, Rob. Serves you right. When did I ever cheerlead for a red wave of any sort? I don't... I think they spend most of the time here telling you how the red wave wasn't going to do anything for you. Serves you right. Making fun of a stroke victim. Encouraging people to waste their vote on a third party candidate. Your boy Maurer probably won't even get 7% of the vote, although he could have got 10% if your buddy Micah hadn't sold his soul to the establishment Republicans and encouraged people to vote for. Well, it's a description of Diego that even I'm not going to use. It's even too extreme for me, Casey. Democrats will control the Senate or it will stay tied. Republicans will barely control the House. Democrats control the White House. We win. You lose, mm. Cupcake.
2: <laughs> Did Destiny Well send you a love letter? <laughs>
0: uh, I just. What? Why would. Why? Like, what? Why would you consume something every day, three hours a day? The people in the YouTube chat, they just chat incessantly and they comment incessantly. And I sit here and laugh my ass off at all of it because you are giving me what i want. <laughs> I appreciate them. I'm glad they're there. You realize I think bonus Thank you. I don't think bonus checks come out on this pay. I think it's the next pay. It's going to be another gigantic bonus check for us and it is because of you people. We are here for you to listen. We don't care whether you hate you're not harming us by hate listening. You're helping us. You're doing exactly what we need. This is how we pay our mortgage and feed our families. You people are the stupid suckers and you're so blind with rage, you don't even realize it. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: I appreciate our listeners. I'm glad they're here.
0: I hate this, and it drives me crazy, and I can't stand it. And I loathe these people with every fiber of their being, or my being. I know what I'll do. I'll listen to them to three hours for three hours a day. Every single day, Casey. He's Rob Kendall. My name is
2: Casey Daniels. Let's uh, let's go out with one last story, which is not a political election story. Don't know if you saw this one, but the Tyson Foods CFO, his name is John R. Tyson, said he was (laughs) embarrassed after his arrest on Sunday following an incident in which he entered a stranger's home and passed out in her bed. Has this ever happened to you, Rob Kendall?
0: Uh, no. I mean, I, I, well, I saw this story and I thought, well, I've never done this. I've passed out in some great places. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you would mind sharing, like, where's the best place you've ever passed out at? Only... You don't have to say it was next to you or not next to you.
2: <laughs> Just in a bed. Although there was a time, and it has been very recent, when I was moving from Florida to Michigan. And there was a time when I was staying in a hotel uh-huh. in between stays where I would wake up and not realize where am I? Oh yeah. Because I I had just moved around. Oh yeah, sure. But it wasn't from being well, I, uh, over served. I've
0: I've shared this story before. Uh, so that's no problem. In my, uh, late twenties and early thirties, I became the master of, there is a parking garage in Broad Ripple right there on the corner of Broad Ripple Avenue mm-hmm. uh, connected to the, it was the Hopcat. I assume it's still there. And they had a deal. And I don't know if they realized a flaw in the system where like after six hours, there was no additional charge to stay for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And so let's say you were so inclined to roll into Broad Ripple <laughs> at like 9 p.m., <laughs> Then you had until 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. to to exit to exit the parking garage. Yeah. So let's say you were high, you were inclined from nine until 3 a.m. to sit at the local Kilroy's and consume one Long Island an hour, (laughs) then that would allot you, Kevin looks pained just hearing that out loud. He knows. Then that would would allow you a solid six hours to pass out in your back Mm -hmm. seat and sober up. And maybe you leave a snack and a water under the seat (laughs) and then you're perfectly fine and ready to roll home at no additional charge. That's good planning on your part. If you have
2: a snack in a water back here you knew what you were getting into from the onset well this Tyson CFO by the way the interesting thing about this story is that Tyson Foods has a revenue of 43 billion dollars annually and this is the guy they keep in charge of their money He says he deeply regrets his actions. Do you regret yours? No, and I
0: was running an entire town while I was doing that. Look at how well it turned out for Brownsburg. There we go.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. It's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC, and we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow.